What's going on guys? Brandon Lewis here. I'm going to tell you, you need to stop focusing on outputs. It's a huge mistake. I'm out here at the track trying to get ahead of Thanksgiving. Because I eat lots of uh, peanut butter pie, lots of deviled eggs. So I'm trying to get some exercise in before this coming Thursday because we're going to feast at the Lewis household. So what do I mean by focusing on outputs? When I conduct interviews, business assessments with painting contractors, they're always focused on the outcomes. And I would say that the primary outcome that you're probably focused on is your income, but I don't think that's true because as I interview our painting contractors, what I discover is they don't even know what their income is because I ask them the question and we typically have to spend five minutes getting an approximation. But one of the number one outcomes that I bet that you're trying to find and look at is your bank account. You work real hard, you put in all these extra hours, you hire people, you close jobs, and you're constantly looking at that bank account. And if it goes up, you feel good, and if it goes down, you feel bad. It's just a big, huge mistake. That's an outcome. Your bank account is an outcome. And staring at the outcome and worrying about the outcome doesn't change the outcome. So what does? Well, these are the major inputs that create the outputs. Let me explain. What is an input in a painting business? An input is the system or the metric or the behavior that leads to the overall outcome. Now, income, take-home pay, bank account, that's kind of what I refer to as a macro metric. That's the big metric, right? It's kind of like where everything ends up. It's the ocean. All these other systems are really more like uh, the streams that feed into the ocean. So what are some of the inputs? Gross profits per job. You need to be at 50% gross profits. That means if you do a $10,000 job, 5,000 of it needs to go to the company, 5,000 needs to go to labor and materials. Well, great, I'm, I'm gonna look at that, Brandon. Well, no, that's an output too, in a way, but a smaller one. Well, what creates that 50% number? Well, it's two or three things. Number one, it's production rates. You can't be guessing. It can't be price per square foot. It can't be, I guess, how many days it's going to take. I've got 20 years of business experience doing this. No, it's production rates. How long does it actually take you in a crowded residential environment to paint 1,200 square feet of drywall? you got to know that. The second one that kind of leans into that is job costing. If you're not doing daily job costing, tracking your hours against what's budgeted, tracking the materials against what's budgeted, you're missing one of the major inputs that's going to allow you to reach that gross profit output. Okay, and you may think, well, that's the only output, right? And here are the two things that go into that output. Well, not really. There are two other things. They're not the only things, but they're pretty major players. One of them is your sales process. Your sales process controls average transaction sizes, as we've discussed previously. It controls close rate, and it controls that maximum ethical hourly charge rate that you can bill for an hour of a painter at a W-2 level or a subcontractor's time. Because whether you pay them flat rate or not, they're getting paid by the hour, so you're trading in hours no matter how you slice it. The other one is, now that's the sales process, is the persuasiveness of the sales process. And the other one is the percentage of repeat referral business that you do. Because that's going to do a, a number on your marketing budget, your cost per sale, your cost per lead. It's going to make your average transaction size change a ton. 
the percentage of repeat and referral. So if you did 100 jobs last year, and you've only got about 20 or 30 of those that are repeat and referral, maybe 40, that's not good. But if it's 60 or 70 or 80, wow, you're going to have a huge change. So stop focusing on your bank account. Stop focusing on the outcomes. It's just like physical fitness, right? People come out here, they try to get in shape, and every three or four days they want to go stand on a scale. Don't worry about standing on the scale. Track your inputs. How many days are you at the gym? Are you doing high-intensity interval training? Are you actually spending your time doing the things that will help you drop weight and build muscle and increase your metabolism? Are you eating lean meats and vegetables? Are you staying away from starch and high-processed foods? If you're like me, are you staying away from the wine and the beer? And the answer is no. That's why I get out here and do this. So I can do kind of what I want to uh, with limited repercussions, and I enjoy working out. So I'm always very nervous. I'm always very worried about the inputs, my marketing plan, my sales uh, percentages. I'm always worried about are we communicating enough with the people in my sphere of influence. That's what I worry about. What do our uh, numbers look like in our list? What do our numbers look like uh, attending the 7th Annual Painting Profit Summit, something I hope you'll come do the last weekend in January in Chattanooga, Tennessee? Don't focus on the inputs. You'll drive yourself crazy. You'll never be happy. Or rather, the outputs. You'll never be happy. Because you can't affect outcomes. You can only affect inputs. You can only affect what you do, what your people do. The outcome is a result of all that. And, and that thing can't be changed by observing it, by hoping for it, by wishing for it, by looking at it incessantly, by worrying over it. Worry about all the things that happen downstream, okay? All the small business systems that lead into, that flow into the outcome. I hope that's helpful. If it's confusing, listen to it twice. Now listen, if you've never gone to paintersacademy.com and if you've never downloaded the five keys uh, for certain success in an uncertain economy. It's right there on the front page. Click that. It's a free video training. I uh, will also mail you a copy of it if you ask for it. And I would encourage you to subscribe to this channel and check out, uh, go to paintersacademy.com as well. There's a big banner on the very top. Check out the Painting Profit Summit. I mean, the most successful painting contractors in the world, world, are going to be gathered together in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And you're like, well, maybe I'll go. This is not a maybe thing. This is a definitely got to go, got to be there, got to learn from my peers. Iron sharpens irons. They say they can judge a person by their immediate circle, the people that they surround themselves with. Well, in the painting industry, let me ask you a question. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Successful, educated, uh, accomplished painters? Or are you just milling around with your average painter at the paint store? 1.7 people, him and two or three dudes, scraping by, driving an old rusty van or a pickup truck. That's how it is in our industry. Shouldn't be, but it is. And it's because people take that transition from painter to crew leader to owner, and they get in that ownership position, and they don't realize they've, they've got a completely different job. And it has nothing to do with being a painter or a crew leader. It has everything to do with running a business. It has everything to do with the inputs. All right, guys. I procrastinated long enough. I got to work on my cardio. I always, I always procrastinate on the cardio, but I'm going to go in here and get this input done so I can have the output of not getting fat next week. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. See you next time.